recording. And uh, got the lines. Let me log in. Open. All right. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Roughed Up Podcast Rebooted, joined by Matt Armstrong and Mike Roy. How's it going, fellas? What's up, my man? Feeling good. Yeah, we're uh, we're on a pretty good run here. Um, do you guys remember what you did on your best bets last week? I dominated. Uh, I bet um, Rams over and Rams to cover. Okay. That, oh, that was a good bet. I had the Falcons. If only Julio Jones could learn to catch that wide open pass, it'd be an easy yeah, cover, that... but they lost. <laughs> That's cool uh, Someone will have to go back and listen because I actually don't remember what my best bet was, but I, I thought I had the Rams over as well, um, which, I, I mean, I definitely bet it, but I don't remember if I made it my best bet, but we hit that, so... So a good week, and then an even better week, uh, as we've talked about a little bit. But Samsung Galaxy won the uh, the world championship. Um, so, yeah. in a, an incredible victory, I think probably my biggest win ever. Um, I was talking to Olivia about that, and I think sixteen nice. to one, hundred fifty dollar bet, uh, biggest biggest win ever. So, thank you uh, to to Cuve and the crew for the delivering that victory. But but enough about esports. Let's get into week. Gosh, what is this week ten already? Are we in week ten? Unbelievable how quickly this season goes. Is uh, yeah, we're more than halfway through. Yeah, um, there's about eighty quarterbacks and still no Kaepernick. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be interesting to see how that shakes out. But here we are, week ten, NFL lines. Um, so we've decided to change it up a little bit this week and just go best bets. And so we'll we'll do the primetime games and then we'll pick uh, one game each to talk about. And, uh, and we'll all weigh in on that game and, and then give an opinion, and then those will be our best bets, and we'll go from there. So um, let's start with the primetime game on Monday night. Carolina at uh, – sorry, Carolina hosting Miami. Miami has uh, not been a consistent team one way or the other this year, kind of up and down. Uh, Carolina coming off a big in-division in win despite trading their top wide receiver. Carolina is a nine-point favorite at home hosting the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Army, why don't you take this one? Um, all right, so I, I don't really have any uh, feeling towards this game. I think nine points is a lot. Carolina really kind of squeaked by Atlanta there. There was, yes, that Julio Jones uh, drop pass in the end zone really kind of um, swung who won that game there. Uh, so, of course, they ended up winning by 10, right, or something, some uh, relatively distant number. So you end up having this uh, sentiment that you like Carolina. Uh, Miami, you know, had some garbage touchdowns against the Raiders, but ultimately looked like trash. They're getting nine here on the road on Monday. I'll take Miami. I actually kind of like the over on this as well. Um, Over at 40 right now. Yeah. All right, what do you like here, Roy? Yeah, that's a low over. Uh, I mean, low total. That's a good call on that. It, um, it did open at 39 and a half, so hmm. the, the line has moved a little. Maybe their um, a performance on Sunday night kind of got that up a little bit because they actually had 
showed some life, signs of life. The the Dolphins, that is. Um, yeah, it's. I still just don't trust this offense. Um, you know, even with Cutler's back, it just feels like they can't target. Like they can't get anyone going. Um, Landry had a decent game. He's kind of moving all over the field, but Parker is still just coming back off injury. Um, Kenny Stills doesn't do much, and now with no Jhi. So, but the running backs in Ajay's absence did really well. And I picked up Damian Williams in fantasy and saw him kind of run around un- unchained and looked really good. So they have pieces, but I just still don't trust, especially on the road against a solid Carolina defense. Nine points is a ton of points, but I, I just I, I just, it's, I just can't trust this offense. Um, I was on Oakland last week at Miami, and, and, and I was very confident – on that bed and I just I don't know it's sort of like they're just not it's like um what well, they're what four and four now the Dolphins it's just mm-hmm. kind of like a fake four and four I feel like you know that's just kind of paper that, that they're not fooling anyone I think Carolina at home picks it up and wins yeah tr- trust trust is a good word here I don't I don't trust either team really to to deliver on this spread uh, obviously, Miami got absolutely blown out the other week uh, by Baltimore. Uh, Carolina has been kind of spotty, you know, again, only winning by three last week. Miami losing by three, getting a nice backdoor cover. Um, but, yeah, not, not, not teams on either side I would put much faith in. Um, if I had to probably take a side, it would be Carolina. Uh, I like the over here a little bit, but not, again, like this feels like, you know, one of these teams could just get shut out um, if they, you know, wake up on the wrong side of the bed, so... Not a strong opinion here for me either. Uh, lean, lean Carolina, um, home team, better team. So, but again, not strong. Uh, Sunday night, Pat's Broncos in a classic. Broncos at home. This is going to be a tempting one for people who like the points, but getting seven and a half points. Broncos uh, really floundering here. Their season is kind of in a tailspin. They are coming off of yet another loss, looking really terrible against. Uh, was it the Rams? Eagles. Eagles, that's right. I was thinking <laughs> oh, the, yeah. one of the two best teams in the NFC. And, uh, yeah, they just got absolutely run over. Uh, but they're, they're, they're home here against the Pats, team that has done well against them, but not so much in Denver. Uh, but seven and a half points is a big spread. Um, I can take this one first. Uh, I, like, I like the Broncos. I think uh, seven and a half at home, Denver. Uh, again, always gives New England a little bit of trouble. They are – this is definitely a buy low type situation. That team looks absolutely terrible, but – uh, you got to think that defense uh, shows up for a primetime game at home. I'll take the seven and a half. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in as well. Um, uh, New England has also been relatively um, questionable on both sides of the ball. They're last in rushing defense and second in passing defense. Uh, obviously, those were greatly affected early on in the year but they still really don't have an identity on the defensive side. Uh, 46 to me seems like it's kind of low. Um, obviously, Osweiler is not known for moving the ball, but if they're able to run the ball, I know C.J. Anderson uh, came up lame last week. Um, that may be a question, but if he's good to go, I think if they're able to run the ball, this might be a high-scoring game. Um, if it does, then that kind of leads to Denver being a good um option here when you're getting the hook um so i'm going with denver as well on this game round us out roy 
no, not a chance. <laughs> uh, as as much as I agree with that, they'll be that Denver will, will find some success from, <clears throat> um, running here. I just again, there's no confidence in this offense until they show me any signs of life. Uh, this should be double digit points um, with the la- like this trend of Denver's offense just sputtering last few games. Um, and the Philly game was just an embarrassment, just getting absolutely torched. Um, so this defense has just been kind of brutalized the last few weeks, and I just see this getting no relief now with Tom Brady coming into town. Um, it, it, it can't be enough points, 14, 15, 16. I still won't even touch Denver until they show me <laughs> any, I mean, like show me something to get, to get, you know, like they switch quarterbacks to Osweiler. He can't do anything. CJ gets stuff. It's just, how can you trust it? So that's easily cover this. The, uh, the investors would call this, uh, you know, trying to buy low on something like that, the way you described it, a, uh, a falling knife um, and not, not a value buy. So, um, all right, well off the Broncos yeah. then. Okay, well, now we're going to um, go back all the way to the Thursday game since that is a primetime game, and it's Seahawks at Cardinals, Seahawks six-point favorites. Seattle coming off of a loss at home, a rare loss at home against Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins despite a number of Redskins injuries. Uh, they go up against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals somehow still alive in this at 4-4 four and four, uh, despite uh, no quarterback, Drew Stanton. Um but uh, it is the it is the Seahawks at the Cardinals six point favorites. Uh, Roy, why don't you start this off? Yeah, this is the uh, rematch of the infamous six six tie from last season, yeah. right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Um, I kind of like so the the totals are forty one and a half. Um, I I still look to sides rather than totals, but I, I think Arizona. I think it'll be a close scoring game. I think neither neither offense is going to start airing it out. You know, Seattle's defense. Still good. I think Arizona can uh, be competent at home. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. A lot of running with AP, and if Lacey's not there, then Thomas Rawls for Seattle. Um, kind of like a, a ground and pound. This Seattle, Seattle, what made 16 penalties for like 153 yards against Washington last week, just oh. ridiculous stats. And I think they keep it a lot closer to the vest here, uh, especially with Drew Stanton. It's going to be like don't make too many, you know. Don't make too many mistakes. Keep it simple. Short crossing routes if it's drilled, and I, I'll take the points. This home team getting points. Um, they always play Seattle tough at home, so that's a lot of points. Yeah, I would totally agree on that one. Um, the one thing I would say in Seattle's favor is that Adrian Peterson touched the ball forty times. He is a hundred years old, <laughs> um, so his odds of bouncing back and doing that again is kind of. Uh, you don't want to doubt AP. He's a legend, but um, I guess it was three weeks ago where he had, you know, 35 touches and had 150 yards, and then the next week he laid an egg. Obviously, Seattle is significantly better against the run than the 49ers. The Niners are one of the worst rush defenses in the league, um, so those numbers can probably be pretty inflated. Also, Drew Stanton, for the second week in a row, threw for 50% completion rate. So he still doesn't know how to throw the football. Um, I think 41 and a half is, looks low. I think this is also going to be a pretty low-scoring game. They're known for um, kind of trying to play the possession game more than um, trying to be risky. Uh, I will take 
uh, Arizona, just historically, because they've known to play tight in Seattle. Um, but I probably won't be betting this game. Yeah, agreed. Thursday night, uh, I've I've not been uh, betting those games in general. Just the short rest is kind of a factor that it's really hard to predict who's going to be better off of that. Um, I also lean Arizona. I would probably jump in if it gets to seven. Um, doesn't quite look like it's headed that way, but uh, you know the under is another way to look here. You know, talk about the six six game. It does feel like you know Drew Stanton team is not going to come out and put up you know twenty. So. Um, you know, that might be a way to look. All right. Well, let's jump in on our best bets of the week. Um, Army, I know you and I have been talking about it. Your your preparation has been impeccable this season. So why don't you start us off with, with your your <laughs> lock of the – your what, what, have you come up with a name yet for your lock of the week? Oh, uh, yeah. It's the shoe-in of the week. The shoe-in. We'll get, okay. We'll get a large cleat to it's put on good. the desk. I like it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So um, I have two uh, locks of the week, so I guess – you want me to give both at the same time? Sure, or? a bonus. I like it. All right. So um, Pittsburgh goes to Indy this week off a of bye. Um, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, Indy is the worst team in football against the pass, um, and Pittsburgh is 4-1 and one on the road. I think Pittsburgh could easily cover 43-and-a-half on their own. Um, Indy's offense didn't look completely inept against Houston, which is relatively – um, a middling defense, but not um, the worst ever. So the fact that the Colts were able to move the ball at all is kind of um, T. Uh, T. Y. Hilton had a good game. So I, I think uh, the points in the over looks good for me. And then um, the other game that I have a kind of a, a tricky game here with the Chargers going to Jacksonville off a of bye. Uh, I know, Wes, you love Chargers on the road getting um, – a good amount of points, but Leonard Fournette is back, and the Chargers are the worst rushing defense in football. So I think I'm going to go with Jacksonville, um, even laying four points. I like it. I have to say on the so hold on. So Pittsburgh over. You said also you like the points there. So you, you like the Indy plus ten, or you, you just uh, I, you like the I points think, there? Uh, no, I think I think uh, Pittsburgh could definitely cover and go over here in this. Got it. Okay. Nice. All right. And but then I would definitely, um, if you're going to lay the most money, I would go with the totals. As you can see, the total is already moving um, in the favor of the over. Up to 44. Yeah, I see that. I might have to jump in on that right now, actually. Roy, thoughts on these games? Hmm. Um, it's a lot of points. It, it's, it's hard to take a side with, with that much. Um, I do lean Pittsburgh. Um, the total, I also agree with the over. I do like Matt's assessment. Um, Pittsburgh can score at will. The defense also isn't stellar, I think. So Indy should be able to, you know, do something. Um, as far as the side there, it's I, I really can't say, but I guess I lean Pittsburgh in the over also. Mm. All right. And then on the Chargers-Jacksonville, I'd say uh, I, I have been historically, bet, you know, fade the Chargers at home, bet them on the road. I, I lean Jacksonville here. I'm kind of a believer. Uh, I've wanted to believe in Jacksonville for a couple of years now, and they're really starting to put it together. Um, so, you know, four... That secondary is legit. Four feels like a trap, but, yeah, they look they look real. I like what you said about uh, Fournette going against the worst rushing defense. I think that might be one to jump on as well. Jags, right. by, the, Jags by the way, have a plus 89-point differential, which is best in the AFC. So 
Um, they did, uh, you know, try and get AJ Green ejected uh, last week, so that may have helped their uh, defensive uh, efforts. That's clever. Maybe they do something to Philip Rivers here. Talk about one of his sixty-four children. <laughs> All right, Roy. What's your? Uh, do you got it? Do you have a? Uh, have you coined a slogan yet? Hmm. I don't know. I think we have a Roy's rocks, rock solid locks. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That'll do the trick. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, one for two to start. So hopefully I can get a winner here. Um, yeah. I'm looking at Packers and Bears. Oh, the classic, the classic matchup. Um, what leapt off the page to me was so I, I watched the Packers game last night or Monday night. Yeah, yeah. And well, it it seemed like they, they they were never rushed. Like the Packers were down early, down seven nothing right away, and were in a hole the whole game, but never sort of had this 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 sense of urgency to to put up points and to sort of air it out. Like it was always this very conservative check down, um, safe play. But when um, Hunley, right? Yep. Yeah. Like when he got like in some rhythms in the second half, like late in the game, like he actually looked pretty good, like, you know, hitting Cobb and Jordy kind of, and, and Adams all over the field. And they, and they moved the ball competently. So I don't think there's a doubt on that. The Packers can move the ball. It's just kind of getting him some reps and the flow and confidence of going and the bears on the the other hand. So they're laying five points here at home. I don't think the bears have much home field advantage. That's what we feel. I think the Packers know it so well. Um, and I think Mitchell is just not going to, again, air it out. Like, he's still learning the ropes and kind of getting comfortable, and he has no one to throw it to. Like, they're not a, a open-up offense, passing it up. Like, it's checked down to Jordan Howard, to Tariq Cohen, short crossing routes to insert name here. I've, I've no idea who the Bears' <laughs> receivers are, but I think the Packers actually keep it close. What it, happened to not... the Bears' receivers, by the way? I mean, it wasn't... You know, it felt like uh, five minutes ago they had Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, and then they had dra- just drafted, um, you know, another what Kevin was it Kevin yeah. Walter or something or Kevin White. Kevin White, yeah. What happened to all these guys? I mean, obviously, Jeffrey's I think a lot of them went anymore. down preseason. Well, so uh, Jeffrey well, left to the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Um, White out. So White year, was going to, yeah, yeah they got injured, and then they were just scrambling to find people, and they traded for Dontrell Inman from the Chargers, I think, a week or two ago, but he's like still learning. It's not, the, it's not a real playbook. Player. It's a generic creative player name, Dontrell <laughs> Inman. Cameron <laughs> Meredith, <laughs> insert name. Here. Wow. Okay. But we, but joking aside, I think the the Packers are competent, and last night proved it that they could that they could run and pass, and, and Hunley is capable of at least doing short track down passes, nothing too crazy. And he even tried to airing out to Jordy in a couple of deep passes. Looked okay. So I think they stay in this, if not win outright, and getting five points is a bonus. I, I love the Packers here. Wow. Anti-Bears as always uh, from the Bears yeah, fan, Mike yeah. Roy. But... That's, that's tough. He's very strong on this uh, <laughs> opinion. Um, I will say that the Packers' defense is also pretty terrible. Um, they gave up a ton of points to the Lions outside on the road, which the Lions are notoriously not good at doing. Um, it is also going to be raining and very cold in Chicago, so it might um, be quite a messy game since uh, both teams have rookie quarterbacks. I think this is like one of those games you <laughs> you may like your line in the first quarter, and then you may also hate it, uh, depending on how the ball kind of... <laughs> 
Everyone okay over there? I just uh, just destroyed a speaker. Um, <laughs> apologies for that. I'm sure it was nice and loud. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I watched uh, parts of that Monday night game as well, and I came away with the opposite conclusion about the Packers. They went into that game with, uh, you know, an extra week of preparation for their rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but, you know, first-time starting quarterback. And he was not good until they went into the hurry-up, and then he was okay. Um, but, yeah, Chicago has a real defense, but no real offense. So giving five, I don't like that either. Uh, this feels like a stay away to me. What, what you said about the weather is interesting. The total right now is at 38. And as we know, um, when betters see bad weather, they tend to think low total, and the total just drops and drops and drops oh, almost yeah. as the temperature drops. I actually like it the other way. The worse the weather is, I tend to bet overs because uh, you know turnovers, things like that can be caused – uh, by it's, bad weather, yeah. it's harder to tackle people when you know you make some it's guy makes a cut. You can't change for, direction. Uh, yeah, it's a huge advantage for the receivers as well. They, they're able to make the first move. Um, so, yeah, yeah so, I would agree that, that the the offensive side has a better um, opportunity in the bad weather. So right. So who has the offense? The Packers have offense. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I, uh, I don't trust. Again, we used the word trust earlier. These are two teams that I don't I don't trust any further than I could throw um, their quarterbacks. So, all right. Well, uh, my uh, gosh, I need a I need a good name for mine, but my lock of the week or my best bet. Um, you know, the first game that jumped off the page to me this week was the Tennessee uh, game. Tennessee hosting the Bengals. Oh. I think Tennessee is a good team, and I think the Bengals are not a good team. Uh, Tennessee actually opened minus five. They're now down to minus four and a half, so people have actually jumped on Cincinnati a little bit. Um, But I'm on Tennessee here. Tennessee giving four and a half. I gave five. I jumped on it right away. Um, I think this is a a real team and probably potentially a playoff team. Uh, And Cincinnati, you know, on the road, you know, bad coach. I'm I'm not... uh, I'm not too too worried about them. I'm, I'm going with the Titans here. I I would uh, back you up on that one as well. Um, it's going to be a, a wet. I'm off. Well. I'm off. I'm done with the Titans. If you're yeah, you know, um, <laughs> your boy um, Delaney Walker is uh, was healthy last week. He um, looked okay. Um, he's definitely one of their main offensive targets. And when he's not on the field, their offense looks terrible. Mainly because he's one of the the few blocking receiving tight ends in the league. Um, and with Mariota getting a couple more weeks off of his uh, cap injury, I think their offense is starting to look a little bit better. I would agree that the Bengals are just not a team you want to, you know, put any kind of faith in. Um, they, uh, the Titans are also on a three-game winning streak. I think, I think they're kind of starting to steamroll here. Yeah, back-to-back road games for the uh, Bengals, too. So that's always something to watch. Um, in their five losses, they've scored 7, 14, 24, 9, and 0. So mm. I do think Tennessee wins this. Um, I don't like uh, Cincinnati's offense, but in a loss, they look real bad. So th- this could get – that 4.5 might just, yeah, be – not nearly enough if you're a, a Cincinnati backer at points to get. It could be, you know, like you need seven or eight or nine to even get up there. But 
I Tennessee also. All right, I'm going to throw a bonus in here as well. Uh, the other game that I like um, is is Buffalo getting three at home, Ooh, yes. hosting the Saints. I have Good. to say, I like Buffalo as a home team. I hate New Orleans as a road team. Uh, getting three points against the team that's uh, against against New Orleans at home with a good team. I think Buffalo is a solid team. They're four and zero at home this year, five and three. Still, still contenders um, in the division and, and certainly for a playoff spot. I'm on, I'm on the Bills here. I'm on them pretty strong. I, I think uh, this line is definitely wrong. Um, you can see that the line is starting to move um, the three down to a two and a half. Um, there's a possibility that it could be snowing in Buffalo which aids your uh, Drew Brees outdoor um, fears. Um, Buffalo is 4-0 at home. They had a um, a stinker against the Jets um, last Thursday, but I guess you can really kind of toss that away. Uh, McCoy was terrible. Um, the Saints are also, I think they, they've won seven in a row. How many games have they won in a row? Six, six in a row. Yeah, they, they've looked good. Um, but they've also been playing um, teams in their division, and their division has been pretty shitty this year. So I think uh, Buffalo is also a good bet here at plus three at home. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, this is one I'd look at the money line also. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. The sprinkle is in, I'll tell you that. All right. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Any other comments? We didn't go through every game, so if there is another bonus you want to throw out there. Um, um I... Uh immediately bet the Giants against the Niners. Mm. Uh, I was on the Giants here. Um, the Niners have had uh, a ton of injuries in the past couple of weeks. Significantly, one of their better uh, defensive backs, uh, Tart, is out for the year. And uh, several of their defensive ends, who are um, up and coming, could be good, are also injured. And they're really terrible at the run. The Giants are you know, equally bad offensively. Um, the one thing that I would say is that 42 looks low to me. Uh, these are two terrible offenses, but I think the defenses are worse. Um, so this could be just a who has the last possession kind of game. Um, so I'm on the Giants and the over on this one. Did you watch the Giants game last Sunday? Like, they just quit. It, they did, which is good. Hard to they, trust. Didn't, they didn't play hard. So which is hard. good. Yeah, they're not <laughs> That's good. They're, they're going to be well-rested because, yes, they they gave up. It had to have been like mid-second well quarter. <laughs> they had stopped playing the football game. They just signed a uh, linebacker off the street and a linebacker from the Raiders practice squad, two guys who were not uh, not on teams this year. Um, are, are going to be, be playing quarterback for them. Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and looks like two bad teams. I wonder if this turns into a shootout with this this sort the sort of injuries that we're talking about here. Yeah, that that's really uh, that. Um, <laughs> I've started to fade the Niners. I was big on the Niners to start the year, and now I'm going the opposite direction as they start to lose even their mediocre players. Um, the Giants started off mediocre and have not improved or got worse. Um, but I, I think this could be a shootout, totally with the, the lack of effort on both sides. 
So offense definitely has a, a little better of an advantage if you've ever watched a pole bowl game. Thoughts here on Rams minus 11.5 hosting Houston. It's such a big number that it's one you can't really love, but at the same time, Houston with Tom Savage is not good. The Rams seem to be good. 11.5 seems like a, they're trying to make it look bigger than it really is. I wonder if the true, true line should be really be 13 or 14. Um, this one's interesting to me. Um, I have things for pretty much every game um, with our new uh, our new uh, program where we only go over the games we really like. This one, I, I really couldn't figure out what that 11 and a half really meant uh, as well. It, it seems like um, they're trying to bait you into thinking the Rams are that good or that the the Texans are that bad. Uh, I think that's too much. The Texans are still... They went from being like a 500 team with uh, Savage, like not great, but their division is terrible, to having Deshaun Watson, their world uh, beaters. And now with Watson gone, they're back to being 500, but now they're they're kind of viewed as the worst team in the league somehow. Um, uh, I think uh, one of their biggest faults they had last week against the Colts is that they let uh, Tom Savage throw almost 50 times which is ridiculous. Uh, they have uh, a relatively good running core. So if they're able to just like squeeze the clock in this game, I don't know. That's uh, pretty much their only hope, I think. Now what about maybe a little bit of a throwback for the sweetheart teaser yes, on that kind of I, game? I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of games that uh, a seven-point kind of um, – Oh no, so see, the 7, I'm thinking the 10. So you can put, here's here's what I've started with. You can put Steelers minus 10 and make that a pick em. You can put Bills plus 3 and make that Bills plus 13. Seahawks becomes Seahawks plus 4. And then Rams minus 1.5. Have I tempted you? There are several games where I, I, I did like the 7, you're adding the 10. Boy, I love you. So, <laughs> there are definitely a lot of games where the line seems like if it, it swung a couple points, you'd be super grateful and would jump on right away. So if you, you end up playing any kind of teasers, 3, 7, or 10, um, there's definitely a lot to kind of look at. Now what if we throw Carolina on there? Carolina now plus one at home against Miami. So now we've got a five-way, 10-team, plus 150. I like Carol. Uh, I like Miami. They're they're they oh. got a they got a fighting chance. <laughs> oh. Oh. Everyone in that division has given up. And the city. <laughs> uh, oh. I think right. there's just a, a lot of. Um, uh, I think I would rather go with like New England for half of the teasers. Just move the over higher and give them a field goal game amen i'm in on that too let's make it six ways <laughs> <laughs> two to one best bet lock it up right there that's a sure loser all right boys i think we've done we've done what we came to do good session we'll do it again next week thanks very much oh, beautiful. <laughs> thanks what do you guys think about the 
adjusted format.